This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, Clock Dodgers? It's Neil Maligno. You are tuned in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. I can't appreciate you enough. If you're new to the podcast, for whatever reason, more likely the fact that you see Matthew Berry is on the podcast. We appreciate you for stopping by. We hope that you continue to listen after this because we have tons of amazing guests who come on this podcast just like Matthew Berry. They bring tons of value. We ask amazing questions. We entertain you. We give advice. It's everything. It's not boring. It's not like robots. It's not just a bunch of numbers. We do a bunch of crazy fun stuff here and at the same time, we help you win in fantasy football. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I'd hate for you to miss out on that after just this episode. So if you can, if you enjoy this episode, I won't even ask you to now. I'll let you go to the episode and enjoy it. But if you can, at the back end of it, just hit that subscribe button if you enjoy what you what you listen to. That's all I ask. Hit the subscribe button. Maybe leave a five-star review. We'd appreciate that greatly as well. We're actually going to be starting some contests for some giveaways for reviews. Um, so keep your ears and eyes open. More than likely... So if you want to get a head start, more than likely, I'm going to ask you guys to drop in the review, a five-star review, and you can say whatever you want in the review, you know, whatever kind of love you want to give and support. That's cool. And we appreciate it. But also somewhere in there, I just want you to put your favorite rookie this season, um, favorite offensive rookie, who you think is going to produce the best in fantasy, um, because I have some rookie uh, football cards to give away. And so I want to uh, pick some people out of the out of the reviews who leave a new review five-star review you can leave you know whatever feedback you have for the show but also make sure your rookies in there so that i can um, know that is for the contest um so any of the offensive rookies that were drafted this season this season brand new rookies um other than that guys let me go ahead and let, let you get to this uh to this episode super big thanks to matthew uh again for coming on the show i can't thank him enough for taking time out of his day um to make this possible even more just as importantly is damien over at ESPN. I want to thank him for setting this all up. Um, so big shout out to him because a lot of times guys like Matthew get a lot of love, which they deserve, but then guys like Damien go unappreciated. And I'm big on appreciating. You guys know that as far as I appreciate the content creators, the people behind the content creators, everyone deserves love, everybody. So I'm big on that. So shout out to Damien for helping set all this up. Um, shout out to Matthew for, of course, agreeing to it all and coming on. Um, let, let, me, let me go ahead and let you get to the show. I'll, I'm going to talk again on the back end after the interview. I'll, I'll talk to you guys about some other stuff. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the episode again. Matthew Berry from ESPN. We talked fantasy. We talked real life. We laughed. We joked. And we gave you some serious fantasy football advice. Love you guys. Let's go ahead and get into the episode right now. And I play with it. And I win with it. You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers. 
Welcome to the Cloud Dodgers Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. Today's episode has been in the works for some time now. We've waited for the stars to align on the night of a full moon when Mercury was at a retrograde, and it's happened. It's taken four years and hundreds and hundreds of episodes in between, but the opportunity has officially arrived where I get the chance to say this. Our guest today on the Clock Dodgers podcast, the man who brings you the best love hate articles. He's written a book, created apps, websites. I've seen him even on a set of football cards, actually. So, I mean, he's the face of fantasy football at ESPN and more importantly, one of the most positive influences in the fantasy sports community. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast, Matthew Berry. How are you doing today, man? I'm well, Neil. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Now, um, I'm super appreciative, obviously, that you're able to do this today. I know listeners are excited when they're going to see your name there as a guest. And, you know, we're in the midst of this crazy, unprecedented times with COVID-19 and life is, you know, sports and life. Everything's come to like a halt, right? Everything's a little different than we're used to. Um, You know, we've continued to produce content here. I've seen you've been pushing content also just like just like normal, which is beautiful because I know people need distractions and all this good stuff. I was randomly thinking today and I kind of wanted to ask you, though, um, I was thinking, like, what am I going to walk away from this whole experience with? You know, like, what did I did it change me in any way? Am I did I did I learn something new? And I kind of felt like the only thing that I really take away is that, you know, we need each other more than we kind of thought we did as far as like for things to run smoothly and more successful. Like it helps if we're all involved. Um, is there is there anything that you come up with this for Matthew, the whole COVID-19 thing and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, just I mean, you know, like it has I, you know, I would I would say sort of the same thing just on a different coin. You know, there's there's been, you know, the, the negatives far, far, far away, the positives. But to the extent there are some positives, I mean, what's been nice is like I'll just give a very small example. Yeah. But, um, you know, obviously I've gotten to spend a lot more time with my wife, with my kids, which that's been nice. Um, but I'll give you one small example. So I used to live in L.A. and I had a group of guys that I went to college with. So, you know, people that I've been best friends with, you know, 20 some odd years. And we used to have a weekly poker game. I'm not a particularly good poker player. None of them are. But we, you know, we got together every week and we just laughed and, and hung out and, and visited, especially as we've all gotten married and had kids and careers. And and so when I moved away from L.A. to come to Connecticut in 2007, when I got the job with ESPN, right. I wasn't able to go to that game anymore. And so I would go, you know, once or twice a year, I'd go back to L.A. and to visit my brother who lives there and I'd see them. But I just, you know, obviously couldn't be there. But what has happened that since since COVID-19 everyone's stuck at home and what we have done is we all get together on a video conferencing call and we we, we have this online poker site and we all play poker online and so that's actually been great i actually see them a lot more and i'm in more regular contact with them now than i ever was because we we resumed our weekly poker games right because since it's now remote i can actually join and so um and that's been really nice and i you know you sort of forget i don't want to say that i forgot how much i missed them but i uh, it's just been really nice to sort of reconnect with them on a weekly basis, uh, which, you know, I hadn't done in quite some time since I've moved away from LA. Yeah, that's awesome. It's actually brought you guys closer through this weird yes. thing. It's cool. Um, all right, cool. So let's talk. I, I do want to talk some about you really quick and then we'll hop into the fancy advice. Um, you know, when we have guests with your experience level on the podcast, I feel like there's just more value to also, you know, get some of that out of you as well. So, um, I do feel like, you know, let's start at the bottom, I guess the tough moments. Some of us are in them now, right? You call it the struggle, if you will. Um, what do, what do you think separates you from those who feel like they haven't really had that breakthrough yet? Um, well, that's an interesting question. How do I answer that? <laughs> uh, what do I, what do I think separates, you mean in terms of like, 
like, I mean, like the ones who are still grinding, right? Like they, they haven't reached that level of success that they, you know, they, they see guys like you and they're like, man, I want to be that one day. But like, what do you think? Is it right. just time? I think it's a couple of things. So first off, yeah, I, I certainly think it's time. Uh, I also think, you know, let's be honest. I work for ESPN. I work for the largest sports media company in the universe. And that, that just gives me an unfair advantage that, you know, people that work for other companies just don't have. Right. ESPN is the number, you know, has the number one fantasy app. It has the number one fantasy football game, the number one website, the number one mobile app just overall. The number one app in sports is ESPN. The number two app in sports is ESPN fantasy sports. So it's just, you know, that's just, that's just a, that's just an advantage that anyone in my position would have. Now, having said that, just because you're exposed to a lot of people doesn't necessarily mean that they'll like you, that they'll follow you, that they'll continue to. Right. So I think, I think, so certainly, you know, um, and by the way, what got me to the point of polish and popularity that ESPN was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to take a chance on you. We're going to hire you. We're going to put you in this role, in this position. And I would, I would say that I think what differentiates me from, uh, somebody that perhaps is not, uh, at a level where they want to be is two things. Number one is, I think, a wide variety in skill set, mm-hmm. which is, I think I'm a really good writer. You know, I think I'm a really good writer, and I think I'm a, uh, I think I'm a very good writer just in general, uh, and I think I'm a really good writer when you compare me to the rest of the people in the fantasy industry. Right. I, you know, I feel very strongly about that, and I don't think that's bragging. No. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, I. I, I wrote a book that had not one piece of fantasy advice in it and it was a New York times bestseller and spent many months on a list. So, right. um, so there's some justification there for, for that claim. Um, uh, so I think I'm a, I'm a very good writer, but also I think just by the way, I think I am reasonably competent at all facets of the job. Now I'm better at some than others, but one of the things that I think ESPN values about me and one of the things that I think makes me different than, maybe some of the people that haven't gotten to the level they want to yet is that I can write a 5,000 word column. I can do an hour long podcast. I can do a three hour TV show. I can do a 45 second hit on sports center. I can do a three minute segment on NFL live and I can do a half hour TV show for ESPN plus. So, you know, those are all the things that I do in addition to also like being semi interesting and, 280 characters on Twitter or in an Instagram post. Right. Again, I'm better at some of those than I am at others, but I'm competent at all of them. Right. So generally and just so versatility. That, that versatility and that ability to not only have, you know, good fantasy insights, be able to communicate them effectively and entertainingly um, uh, is, I think, one of the things that separates me. And then, you know, I think also just my sort of my personality and my openness about my life. You know, when fans come up to me, um, you know, there's a few things that sort of come up, but the two, the two things that I get the most are, I love your column and I love your podcast. And when they mention the column, it's always about my opening story. Mm -hmm. They never say, thank you for Kareem Hunt, his rookie year. (laughs) You know what I mean? Thank you for Darren Waller last year. Right. Um, you know, or, um, you know, or for, you know, 
telling me that, you know, to believe in Dalvin Cook or whatever, any of the number of calls that I got right. And other people got those calls right, too. I'm not saying I'm the only one that had those or whatever. But my point is, is it's, it's never about, you know, a good call that I made. It's always uh, I love the story about meeting your wife or buying your house or your bullying column or when your daughter broke her arms or your heart attack or, you know, your father in law or, you know, like it's always a story. Right. Um, and I connection. think that that connection and me being willing to be open about my life. And the same thing on the podcast is they enjoy the, they enjoy the humor. They enjoy the, the relationship I have with field and Stefania and Daniel Dopp. And they, uh, you know, and, and, you know, sort of my openness there. And, uh, so I think it's, I think it's all those things because ultimately, listen, I think I have pretty good advice. I think I have pretty good analysis, but a lot of people have pretty good advice and a lot of people have pretty good analysis. So I, I, I think, my personality and the way I present my information are the things that differentiate me. Yeah. And, and you speaking of that, let me, let me bring up this then fancy football, you know, it's a, it's a space, you know, filled with smart people, right? Analytics, data, people who grind film, all this great stuff. Um, one part that I feel is the most underappreciated and I feel like something you excel at is the entertainment aspect. So, you know, many are so fixated on the goal of just helping people with this player, that player, but they don't focus enough on like the attention of making it fun and top notch production and all this kind of stuff. I feel like you do that at a high level and I feel like it's important to you, but why, why is it so important to you that you do that and it separates you from everybody in my opinion? Well, it's two reasons. Number one is it's fun. Right. I mean, this is fantasy football, right, guys. Right. Like we're it's it's a game we play. It's a it's a fake game we play. Like, let's have some fun for the love of God. I mean, like, people are like, you know, you gotta crush your league. I'm gonna help you dominate. I'm gonna help. And I'm just like, God, like, listen, it's more fun when you win. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to sure. help you win too. But at the end of the day, this is about hanging out with your family or your buddies from college or your coworkers or you know, your your lifelong friends. Like it's it's fun, man. Like this is, it's a hobby. Like, and so I always try to infuse my content and my, per, you know, it's just like, Hey, this is fun. Let's, so I, I try to emphasize that above all else for sure. And I, positivity yeah. and the, and the, you know, and I'm a big believer in sort of the healing powers of, of fantasy football and that it's, you know, it's, it's a larger game than just a game. And, and then the other reason is, is, you know, Kennedy Neal, it's like, I'm a big believer in stay in your lane and do what you do best. Like, I'm pretty good with stats, but I'm not Mike Clay. I'm not Nate Silver. You know what I mean? Right, like right. there are people that are better at stats than I am. And I, I'm pretty good at breaking down film, but like I'm not Matt Bowen, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not Teddy Bruschi. I'm not like, you know, some of the ex-NFL players that we have over at ESPN. Like I'm not one of those guys. And like, um, you know, so it's like, and I, and I have, I have legit inside sources in the NFL. I have coaches and players that I text with regularly. So I have some pretty good sources, but I'm not Adam Schefter. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, so I know what I do well. And, and what I think I do well is I think I take, you know, I take my sources, I take my film study, I take my stats, you know, I combine that all in, it, you know, and I take like a fairly dry subject, right. which it can be it's stats heavy and try to make it, you know, entertainable, enjoyable, bite-sized, condensable, accessible, you know, I don't know if that how many buzzwords you got there, but, um, you know, at least six or seven. But th that's what I try to do. Right. And that's what right. I think I'm best at. I think I am. That's the thing that I think I do best. So as opposed to trying to outstat Mike Clay or outsource Adam Schefter or out break down film Matt Bowen, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like just sort of do what I you know, the, the thing I do best is being Matthew Berry. And so I just sort of try to lean into 
into that and being, being myself and, you know, being true to what I I'm good at and not doing the things that I'm bad at and letting other people do the thing, you know, and, and not putting myself in that position. And, um, you know, just because the people that dig me will continue to dig me. Like I, this is a Charles Barkley quote. And I, it stuck with me for a long time, which is, it's like people asked him if he was going to try to change, like, you know, maybe use better English or, you know, or, or not be as candid. Right. You know, and it's like, and, and Barkley was like, no, because if I change, he's like, the people that hate me are still going to hate me. And the people that love me won't love me anymore. <laughs> right. So screw it. And he's right. Like there are people that are not fans of mine. It doesn't matter what I do. They've made up their mind on me and they are, they are not going to be um, a fan. They're not going to listen to the podcast or read the comma, or whatever it is. But the people that do, and there's a lot of them, um, if I try to be something that I'm not, I think uh, I would lose them. Right. right. I mean, I think that's one of the things that people enjoy about me or like about me is that I'm, I'm, I'm really honest and open about myself. And when I screw up a call, I make, you know, I own it. Right. And I, you know, I, I admit to the fact that like, you know, there's people that are, do, that do things better than I do. And I don't know, like I just sort of, this is who I am, you know, for better, or for worse. Yeah. Now I'm hundred percent with you. And that's why I brought it up. Cause I feel like it's, you know, definitely one of your best assets. Um, let me, let me give you two situations and you tell me which one of the tw- uh, 12 year old version of you wouldn't believe more <laughs> if you went back and talked to him. Number one, that he would become the most recognized voice and face of fancy football or two, that he'd be in an acting role in one of the greatest superhero movies ever. It's the second one. <laughs> the idea that I would ever be a, um, uh, you know, 12 years old, I, I, I probably would have said, what's fantasy football, <laughs> but the, but the idea of at, at 12 years old, living in college station, Texas, um, having no connections to show business, um, you know, never having been on TV, you know, anything like that radio, nothing. I mean, you know, dorky 12 year old kid living in, you know, the middle of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have said no way would I ever be, um, in a superhero movie, let alone, <laughs> let alone Neil, the highest grossing movie of all time worldwide. I mean, I just want to put that out to your listeners more than anything else. I mean, uh, we no can bragging. talk fantasy football, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Listen, it ain't bragging if it's not true. And I'm just saying, Neil, I, I just want to say here, I've done one film. That film happens to be the highest grossing movie of all time. So literally stats are stats on a per movie basis. I am the highest grossing actor of all time. It's quite impressive. And, On a per movie basis. And you, I mean, you know what it is, what it is. I mean, listen, Robert Downey Jr. has a very high movie basis. So does Sam Jackson, Chris Pratt, Tom Cruise. They're all, you know, lots of George Clooney. They all have very high um, numbers, but none of them have a higher per movie average than I do because I'm I'm one for one. That's right. Fantasy analysts are shooting for the wrong goal, man. They should be shooting I'm for just that saying. one. That's the right, that's the right I'm target. I'm saying. <laughs> listen, it ain't bragging if it's true. That's <laughs> facts. All right, let's move on to some fantasy football stuff. Um, sure. it's, always, it's always important when we're giving, you know, fantasy advice that, you know, people know our trust levels with players and situations. So, you know, each episode we do try to ease the anxiety and provide some clarity, maybe how we feel about this stuff. Um, I'm going to hit you with a few situations here. And Matthew, you let me know whether you trust it or you have trust issues. First one, rookie running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards Hilaire will receive over 50% snap shares for their teams in year one. Trust or trust? I trust issues? it. You trust it. Okay. I trust. I trust right. both things. There's a reason both guys were drafted and drafted high. Uh, Marlon Mack is a free agent after this season. Damian Williams has had trouble staying healthy. Andy Reid, if you look at his history, never drafts a running back this early. So the fact that he used a first round pick on a guy who on a guy like Clyde Edwards Hilaire tells you something. He's the first SEC player in history with over a thousand rushing yards and fifty receptions in a single season. He's a perfect fit for that offense. 
I believe he gets over a 50% uh, share. And Marlon Mack, if you look at the numbers, wasn't particularly, um, you know, efficient last year, mm-hmm. right? He just, he, he, he really wasn't. I mean, you know, he just, he needed a lot of volume. And so, I mean, I think Jonathan, Ta- a lot of people had Jonathan Taylor as the number one running back coming out last year. And so um, I don't know in week one that they get over 50% share, but if we look back, assuming no injuries, and we look back where you and I have this podcast a year from now, and we look at the overall season, yes, absolutely trust, 100%. Both guys uh, have over 50% uh, snap share at the running back position for their teams. I, I will go on record and say that just for transparency that I did stand up for Marlon Mack on Twitter the other day and got absolutely drilled about it. But I just think he's not dead this year. I just don't think he is. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I hear your point. But what, why? Why do you think he's not dead this year? I just feel like the coach is not going to – he's a running back by committee his whole life, right? I know Jonathan Taylor is supposed to be amazing and he's never had a back like him. But I just feel like they like Mack if we're to believe coach speak, you know? Um, and I just don't see why they would do that to Taylor if they don't have to. Like, why not let him – why not ease him in here with Mack, who, who's not terrible, um, and just kind of like, you right. know, split it up. I don't know who's going to get the passing but, game if, if Hines or Mack will yeah, get some more that, of that. Right. So that's that's the key, right? So here's the thing. I agree with your premise on, on, on two things. I agree with your premise in that running back by committee, they still like Marlon Mack. Listen, they had injuries at the position last year. They, they don't want to like, you know – have to draft, you know, you know, they don't have to start a guy that was on his couch a couple of weeks ago, like they did with Jonathan Williams last year at some point. Right. So I agree with all that. And you also have a veteran quarterback in Phillip rivers. Who's going to want a guy back there. And Jonathan Taylor is somebody who, you know, we know that pass protection is going to be something he needs to work on in the pros. They didn't really ask him to do that that much at Wisconsin. So I'm with you. Having said that, however, let's go with your premise. So it's a multiple running back by committee. So now we think about, okay, what are their roles? Right. And so, um, uh, you've got, you've got Hines. You want as a third down back because he's better at pass pro and he's the, he's the better pass catcher. They used him, you know, even last year when quote unquote Mac was the guy, Hines right. was still the third down back. So now you've got between Taylor and Mac for the early down role. And in terms of fantasy production, when you get in close to the goal line, who are you going to want to give it to? I mean, Jonathan Taylor is like, you know, the shiny new one thing. of the, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, one of the, one of the great, uh, you know, touchdown scores in college football history. And, and, and so, um, so I guess if that's your argument that you don't see 50% snap share because they, it's a three headed monster fair. Yeah, I, I see, I see it close. I see it close, you know, that's, but in terms of, but I would argue back in terms of your Marlon Mack is dead. It's just, where's his fantasy value coming from? If he's splitting right. the early down work with Jonathan Taylor and you buy my premise that Taylor's going to get the rushing touchdowns, and Hines is going to get the receptions out of the backfield in a PPR format. I just don't know where Max fantasy value comes from because, again, last year, if you look under the numbers, outside of the touchdown, he wasn't efficient at all. He needed volume right. for his fantasy production. Right. And I just don't see him getting volume this year. That's fair. I understand. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one then. Uh, Redskins rookie running back Antonio Gibson will be flex-worthy in PPR by the fantasy playoffs. I trust it. Okay, perfect. I trust it. Look, there. the thing is, is that, you know, Look, there's a he's a special player, right? And I get it. Like, you know, um, we really don't have the one season in Memphis. But I will tell you that I know that the Redskins staff had him circled as somebody they really wanted. They went out. They got him. You heard Ron Rivera talk about the fact that he reminded him of Chris McCaffrey. I'm not saying he's Chris McCaffrey from a skill set standpoint. I'm not even saying he's going to get the kind of workload that Chris McCaffrey gets. But the Redskins offensively are challenged next year. 
And this is coming from a homer, right? right. And so <laughs> they've got to figure out a way to manufacture points. Like they can't just – like the Colts, the Colts with that offensive line and Jonathan Taylor, like they can just go out and maul people. They can just say like, you know, we're going to line up 11 on 11 and, you know, hat on a hat, on a hat and we're going to beat you. We think ours is better than yours. Right. And let's go. Right. And there are teams like that. Right. You know, that can just do that. Um, and, uh, you know, same with like, you know, the, the Vikings and, and, and Dalvin Cook. Right. And, and so um, the Redskins are not that team. They're, they're not going to be able to go head to head, hat on a hat and beat a team. They're going to have to get creative and funky and scheme and get um, get weird a little bit. And so Antonio Gibson, when you think about the weapons, the Redskins have an offense. It's not a lot after Terry McLaurin. Right. You know, the, we'll see if Darius Geis can stay healthy, but like they're going to use Gibson as both a running back and as wide receiver. They're going to find different ways to get the ball in his hands, kind of back the, the running back version of Debo Samuel, if you will. Um, uh, and, and so I, I think he just touches the ball a ton and uh, definitely has, you know, in, in an offense that, by the way, is going to have to throw. Yeah. Like they're going to have to throw. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause the defense is still going to struggle. They have a good defensive line, but their secondary is, is, is uh, still a work in progress and they're going to have to throw. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I like him. I like McLaurin. I even like Sims this year. So um, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we will see how it all plays out. No <laughs> question. They don't have a tight end and we'll, you know, so we'll see like yeah. if Thaddeus Moss makes the team or whatever, but it's, you know, him or Jeremy Sprinkle or whatever, you know? And, and, and so, um, uh, you know, and I think they, they got an, I mean, I think you'll see Antonio Gandy golden. Um, I'm sorry, golden Gandy, uh, you know, out there as, uh, it's Gandy golden, right? <laughs> yeah. I screwed that up. Sorry. I got, I got right one. Understandable. <laughs> sorry. Um, but anyway, like I think he's the number two. I, I think they prefer mm-hmm. Sims as more of a, uh, of a, a Jack of all trades right. kind of do some special teams, more of a third wide receiver. Um, but, uh, yeah, listen, I, I think, you know, listen, I always say the Redskins offense will be slept on, and then I always get a kill like Homer, and I wind up being right and whatever. Same happens. So same. we'll see. Yeah, with the Raiders. So, yeah. all right, the next two we'll just do trust or trust issues. We won't have to break them all down. Uh, within the next three seasons, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, and Jacob Eason will all be starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Do not trust. Do not trust. That's a good point, I think, there. And Tampa Bay Bucks will get the Patriots version of Rob Gronkowski. Trust or don't trust? I trust. I mean, here's the thing. In 2018, the last time we saw Rob Gronkowski, scored only three touchdowns, a career low. You know, the numbers were bad across the board. He still was the ninth best tight end in fantasy that year. Right. Like, that's the thing. It's like, so, you know, if you ask me, are we going to get peak Gronk? Are we going to get number one tight end in fantasy Gronk? We are not. But are we going to get a top 10 guy? Yeah. Like, do I think he's as good as he was in 2018? I do. So I think he's a borderline tight end one. So it just depends on which, you know. Uh, and I do think they'll be a little bit rejuvenated, and I think a year off is actually, in this particular case, helps Gronk. Gotcha. All right, we're going to do some rankings really quick. We'll go with in PPR scoring uh, for, let's say, redraft. Uh, Amari Cooper, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans. I ranked them Evans, Cooper, Sutton. Okay. How about in PPR scoring, Eckler, Kenyon Drake, or Miles Sanders? Eckler, Drake, Sanders, like in it. that order. I like it. A lot of people are on Sanders right now. I'm with you on that one. Um, uh, listen, you just talk about how Frank Wright's always been a running back by committee. Another one. Yep. Doug Peterson has yep. always been a running back by committee guy, and everyone's looking at him like, look, he was a monster down the stretch. I'm like, they had, they had, they they were starting a wide receiver from the AAF down the stretch. <laughs> they had no Jordan Howard. Like, you know, Zach Ertz was in and out of the lineup. Like, they had no one. And I'm just telling you, I get the talent on Miles Sanders, but. 
even then they're still like, oh, hey, Boston Scott. Like you see the news about Carlos Hyde, whether it's Carlos Hyde or Devontae Freeman or, or one of these free agent running backs, there's going to be another guy there. And it might not be a guy that you want to start in fantasy, but it's a guy that's going to take enough value away from Miles Sanders that he's much more RB2 high-end flex than he is the top 12 guy that I see a lot of people having a match. Yeah. And if anything, just to protect their investments with these guys, you know, like you got to give them some help, you know? So I, I, I see that point with running back by committee too. Um, all right. The last one for the rank them in order of who has the best chance to finish in the top 15 at quarterback, Drew Locke, Joe Burrow, or Gardner Minshew. What's the order? I have them all very, very close. I have Locke over Burrow over Minshew. But I would say that I think that's how I have them ranked. But if you're asking me um, best chance to finish inside the top 15, it might be Burrow. I mean, again, I have, I have Locke at 18, Burrow at 19 right now. I'm right next to each other. Oh, okay. And I do like Minshew too. So, I mean, they're all right there. I, all three guys have a shot. It's a fun group. Quarterback, of course, is deep. Yeah, it's a fun group. All right, so foul or no foul, it's actually my favorite part of the show when we have a, a guest on. I'm going to read to you statements. They're statements I've found online, social media, on websites, some I've just totally made up. Um, you'll give me a foul if you disagree with the statement or no foul if you agree with it. Um, the first one, Dak Prescott will be the QB1 in Fantasy Points 2020. Foul or no foul? Uh, I would say foul because I, I don't even think it's it's going to be Mahomes or Jackson, but I have, I have Dak Prescott as my number three quarterback. I'm very high on Dak. I put Dak out at three in my initial ranks, and I got so much feedback like, you're crazy. That's insane. <laughs> and now I've started to see other fantasy analysts come around to Dak on three. So I'm like, that's right. That's right. Everyone's like, what about Russell Wilson? What about Deshaun Watson? I'm like, Dak Prescott was the, you know, Dak Prescott was the second best quarterback in fantasy last year, right? right? Yeah, that's People forget that. It'd be good. Um, Henry Ruggs will have a Deshaun Jackson-like rookie season. Uh, Deshaun Jackson had 62 receptions, 912 yards, two touchdowns. Foul or no foul, you think he could do it? Uh, I would say, uh, what, what's the one to, if I agree? No foul. There's no foul. You no have... foul. Okay. No cool. foul. All right. No then... foul. I like Ruggs this year. I think, I, I, I think he's a, he's one of my favorite late round flyers All right, perfect. and he's the highest ranked rookie wide receiver I have. Nice. How about this one? The COVID-19 situation will impact the current NFL season, meaning we should adjust by fading rookies and players on new teams. Foul or no foul. Should we fade them a little uh... bit or not let it bother us? Uh, no foul. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think okay. I don't think we need to adjust, you know, a massive amount, but it's certainly going bit. to impact. Yeah. All right. Here's two fun ones, really quick to close out. Uh, Raiders owner Mark Davis's haircut is still worse than former Titans president CEO Steve Underwood's mustache. Foul or no foul? Worse than. Um, Have you seen the mustache? <laughs> he stepped down. Uh, Titans president Steve Underwood. It's a crazy looking mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say foul. Okay. I'm going to say foul. I'm going to say the mustache is so worse. All right. And the last one, Iron Man sacrificing his life to save the world from Thanos is a bigger sacrifice than Brian Westbrook sacrificing fantasy teams by taking a knee instead of the touchdown in the fantasy playoffs. No foul. Completely <laughs> agree. That's a much bigger sacrifice. Come on, he gave up his life. <laughs> All right. So I, I appreciate it, Matthew. I know you're like, you know, like I said, I know you're on a time thing here. What we'll do is normally this is where I ask the guests to, you know, let listeners know where they can find them and stuff. But it's kind of like if they don't know where you're at at this point. It's kind of like they're using probably using dial up internet or something. But either way, go ahead. Just kind of plug something if you if you want to plug anything or tell them where to find you upcoming projects, anything you want to throw in here, Matthew. Obviously, you can listen to the Fantasy Focus podcast, download, the, watch the Fantasy Show on ESPN Plus, but check out the Fantasy Life app. It's a hundred percent free app. The alerts absolutely crush. There's a reason we're at five stars on Android, four point eight plus on iOS, with over a thousand reviews on each. Again, hundred percent free. Go to FantasyLifeApp.com to download it for free, or 
wherever you get your apps. It's a great app. It really is. All right. Thank you again, Matthew. I mean, super grateful, man. Again, you know, I, don't, I really appreciate you coming on. It means a lot. And uh, ne- until next time, man. Appreciate it, Neil. Take care. Sorry I have to run. That was a fun episode. Again, big shout out to Matthew Berry, ESPN, and all the hard work and everything he does over there. We appreciate it for him for coming on. Um, it's important that I get across. We have all kinds of guests on the show, and we have them on for different reasons. Um, sometimes it's just um, straight-up fantasy talk, right? Just straight-up fantasy football. Sometimes it's not fantasy at all. Uh, with Matthew, it's a blend of both. Um, I obviously wanted to talk fantasy football with him, even though – even though the time was pressed, right, and we didn't have a, a whole lot of time together, I wanted to make sure we got you fantasy content, fantasy advice. But um, just as important, Matthew has so much years of experience in the business. And even if you don't want to write in fantasy football or do podcasts in fantasy football or things in sports in general, there's so much value that can be applied to every other part of your life, whether it's a career, your family, and whatnot. So I felt it was important to dig into that content. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss out on that opportunity. So I hope you guys found value in that as well. Um, so again, big shout out to Matthew, big shout out to Damien for help set this up time-wise, schedule-wise, all that good stuff. Um, and, and thank you again to everyone who's listening. If you're a first-time listener, you know, you, you've seen the name Matthew Berry, you you wanted to hear, you know, what was happening with Matthew and what was going on. I appreciate you just for listening to this one episode. If that's all you do, great. I appreciate it. More importantly, I would love for you to stick around. I would love for you to continue to listen to the Cloud Dodgers podcast. As you can see, just from this sample, that we do things a little differently here. Um, you know, we're not going to beat you over the head with numbers or, or film or this and that. We're going to give you a, a, a beautiful blend of all of that. Um, but at the same time, we find it super important to make this entertaining, you know, a high level production. You're not going to hear all kinds of audio issues and, and ridiculousness. Um, so we, we we take a real pride in this. Um, and it's not just fantasy. It's real life. Right. I, like we want to connect with you guys in a, in a real way, um, not just spit a bunch of facts at you and, and you know, help you win your league. We, we, we want to connect with you for real. Um, not just connect you with W's and fantasy football while both are great though. Um, so big shout out to Matthew for joining us. Um, if you subscribe, go ahead, hit that button. Feel free to um, leave a review. Um, let people know, you know, th- you know, those five star reviews go a long way. It's really the lifeblood of what we do because imagine when someone goes in there and they, and they search fantasy football or they search NFL and they find us, that's great. Right. But what matters even more is your review because they go and they go, well, let me see what other people are saying about it. And so while we got a five star review and all that kind of stuff, it's great when they see your name, what you thought about it, why you listened. Um, and like I said in the, in, the, in the intro, we are going to be running a contest. So let's go ahead and just give the, the, the details on that. You see how I, I said it was a for sure thing on the back end here because those who are still listening deserve the perks. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to run a contest. In the review section, you just, it, it, you know, if you're already subscribed, you just hit Clock Dodgers and, you know, search for it. You'll see an option that lets you in Apple Podcasts leave a review. Um, hit, hit leave a review. And when you're in there, just do a, a five-star review. Um, leave your feedback, whether it's, you know, a production thing, whether how much you enjoyed the Matthew Berry interview, whatever it is. Um, but most importantly as well, I want you to put in there a rookie player that you like this year. Um that you think you think is going to produce the best. Now, I'm not going to pick a winner by actually who produces the best. That's not how we're going to do this. I'm just going to pull people at random, maybe one or two, um, depending on how many people participate. And um, I will actually contact you guys. So I'm going to need I'm going to reach out to you again. So you have to listen to a future podcast and know that you won. Um, so I can actually contact you in some way on social media or email, whatever it is. Um, but I'm going to actually give you guys the opportunity to win some rookie cards. Um, so we we have all different rookies. Uh, if I don't have the rookie that you really want, you know, maybe I'll even go get it for you if I don't have it already. Um, but just some options that are out there. Brian Edwards, 
Raiders wide receiver. I'm sure you guys are really familiar with him. Um, we may have a Jonathan Taylor rookie card for you if you're looking for something like that. If you're, you know, against me and Marlon Mack, it would be pretty funny to send you a Jonathan Taylor rookie card, um, possibly a Justin Jefferson rookie card. Shout out to the Vikings. So there's going to be a lot of options. J.K. Dobbins, all kinds of guys. Um, so I want to give these away. You know, I want to get I want to hook you guys up with some really cool fantasy. I mean, really cool football stuff. Um, so, again, all you have to do, leave a review it has to be a new review. Five stars. Leave some feedback, whatever you think about the show. Just you could just say love the show. This can literally take two seconds, and you have an opportunity to win a rookie NFL card. Like, and how fly is it? I'll, I'll take some pictures and show you these rookie cards. They're so they're so badass. Um, but all you gotta do is five star review, leave a comment on there, um, and then put up the name of the player that you like the most this upcoming season. I guess it doesn't even really have to be who's gonna produce the most. Just who your favorite is. I want to see what the listen who the listeners like the most. Um, I know Henry Ruggs will get the least votes because that's who I love. And uh, you guys are continually Raider haters now. <laughs> uh, but seriously, just put your favorite wire, favorite um, rookie player in there, and then we'll pick one or two people to win uh, a rookie card. Just five-star review, some feedback. It could be anything very simple. I love Matthew Berry's interview. And then a name of the rookie that you like the most. Um, and if you want to... Um, you know, it could be a defensive player. It could be a defensive rookie if you want to. Uh, let's show love to both sides of the ball. It could be the, it could be a kicker if you want. You know, whatever you feel like doing. Um, other than that, guys, again, thank you again for listening to the podcast. You know, we're continuing to grow. We're continuing to expand. Um, I am looking at possibly uh, potentially creating some kind of private chat for Clock Dodgers. Um, who knows? I, I want it to be exclusive. I want it to be uh, a special group, a tight-knit group uh, where, you know, they get, you know, some, ex- some extra access. Um, whether it be um, podcast episodes that everyone else isn't getting or maybe or early access to the podcast or some input on questions for the show and guest input, um, maybe a question for the guest. So an in instance, like when we have Matthew Berry on, um, you would know ahead of time that Matthew Berry would be on and you would have a chance to submit a question for that. Um, so we're going to have a lot of fun in there. And, you know, like I said, giveaways and stuff like that. We have some clock Dodgers gear to give away like beanies and stuff. Um, so I'm thinking about also starting a private group um, that I, I, I want to keep it exclusive. So that'll likely be on a uh, Patreon type of basis or something to that effect. Um, so keep an eye out for that or DM me if you have questions about it. Other than that, guys, you know the drill. As always, be kind, be great, keep dodging. <laughs>